There he is. Hello. Hey, Dario. How are you? Hey, hello. How are you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? Not bad. Just sitting at home watching the World Series just like the Yankees are, so I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man, after my own heart. (laughs) Nothing could make me happier, only if Oakland or the Mets were in there, maybe. Back to the bin. Hey everybody and welcome to a very special episode of Back to the Bins. I am Paul Spataro and I am joined by two podcasting newbies today. My good friends, David Pascarella. Hey. And Dario Gonzalez. Howdy. And you may be saying, hmm, how come David and Dario are here with you? And the reason is because we all went to New York Comic Con this year and we wanted to talk a little bit and recap it and... Let you guys know what went on and what a great time we had there. Uh, I was there on Thursday and Friday. And David, you were there on Friday, correct? Yes, sir. And you had your beautiful daughter, Teresa, there with you? Yes. What is this she? Was our, I'm this, sorry. Was our, this was our second trip. Right, yeah. I remember last year you had the, the Princess Leia trip. Yes. And uh, she's 11 years old? Uh, she's going to be 11, yes. Okay, and Dario, you were there on Saturday, correct? Yeah, I was there on Saturday. Every year, I tell myself never again on Saturday, but it always seems to uh, it always seems to go that way. Well, if it makes you feel any better about it, and I think David can uh, verify this for me, it was wall to wall people on Friday too. Okay, so I so I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't off by that much. No, well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were all sold out. Yeah. So I'm assuming the crowd is exactly the same. The only difference you might have is on Friday early in the day, you might have a little bit less because you might have some people who are going to work and then coming to the con after they're done with work. So you might have early, you know, early in the day, it might be a little bit less crowded, but nothing to speak of. It was still, when you were trying to walk, make your way through the, the, the floor, it was uh, wall-to-wall people. It got crazy really fast. Absolutely. You're right. Uh, uh, David, it really, it really got crazy in a heartbeat. It really did, which it amazes me. And I mean, it, last, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it, it, for you, it has, it, you know, it had, you probably had that extra level of uh, angst over it all because you're there with your young daughter, and you know, it's so easy to get separated if you're not careful, and you know, that's you don't want to do that when you're with a kid. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know what the biggest fear, problem, whatever you want to call it is, you go in an 11-year-old little girl, it's like, please don't have to go to the bathroom. Please don't have to go to the bathroom. I'm 43 and I don't want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I've got a snap I've got a snapple bottle in my bag, you know. Who wants to who wants to go to the bathroom next to like a guy in a stormtrooper outfit, you know? I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, come on. Well, well it's, just... this this year they actually had a which I mean they may have had it in the past, but I never saw it. If they did, they actually had a press lounge, and if you had a press pass, you could go in there. And they had some tables that would there was some room to sit down, and then there was bathrooms that were oh. not not so crowded, and that was really really nice. Especially, 
Uh, I, we went in there for a little while on Thursday, but on Friday in particular, because I was there pretty much all day on Friday, uh, around 3 o'clock or so, I really started getting tired and went up into the lounge, sat down for about half an hour, had a drink of water, used the bathroom, just kind of collected myself and then regrouped and I was able to go back out onto the show floor again and, and not be quite as exhausted. So that was a nice. huge plus. Must be nice. Yeah, well, yeah. it's the first time I ever experienced that, and uh, I guess you know, uh, other than not having to pay for a ticket, that uh, you know, which is also very nice. I'm not complaining about that, but uh, that that's the only other. Did you get a free Toro or anything like that as well? I mean, did they throw that in? Because mm-hmm. uh, I got no. Uh, now see, the rest of us were standing online for 45 minutes to get Absolute. a pretzel. Oh. To get yeah. a pretzel. Lousy <laughs> pretzel. What? What what I did get, which was interesting, was this year they they signed me up for you know they they if they said if you want to be uh, notified of press events to uh, you know give your email address, which I did, and then I was getting inundated with emails <laughs> from different you know different people uh, before the show, and and one thing I got and I have not yet used, and I really do want to use it, and actually I'll give a verbal interview uh, review of it eventually on the show, is. They had a, uh, a a pre-screening of a movie, uh, which I think is going to rival Sharknado in quality. It's called Big Ass Spider, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it uh, it stars uh, I can't think of what his name is. The the J.J. Abrams' buddy that was in, that's in all his TV shows. Uh, he was on Heroes. He played the Wait, cop. Is he the spider? No, he. I think he plays the hero who eventually kills the spider. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name, but uh, I, I still can't believe you made a Sharknado reference, which is which is incredible. You know, this is probably about the third or fourth time I've mentioned Sharknado on the show. Oh, <laughs> but I I saw that movie and it cracked me up. I thought it was hysterical, Sharknado. So anything that that is at that level of camp, I'm I'm on board. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm all over that myself. I, I machete kills or whatever is out now. They had a big preview for it over there, asking people to come and check it out. And I was like, okay, I'm there. Well, for what it's worth, uh, just for the quick reviews, last night I went to see the counselor. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was absolutely horrible. Oh. The script was pretty much incomprehensible. The acting wasn't bad. It was kind of pretty in the way it was filmed. Very, very violent. Some disturbing, violent images. You know, decapitations and things like that. It, it was kind of nasty. It's been a tough year for movies, guys. I, I you know, I, uh, a lot of the stuff I saw this year, I really wasn't that crazy about. And uh, it, it's just been a. It just, I don't know if people are running out of ideas, or I mean, The Man of Steel was interesting. I, I didn't. I didn't love it. You know, and. Uh, and this new Star Trek movie, I had a lot of problems with. It was fun, but still, it's just yeah. I'm I'm definitely in the minority on that one. If yeah. I don't know if you listened to the commentary that uh, that Chris and I did on that one, uh, but I'm I'm one of the people who's still still standing by it, and uh, it's definitely fallen out of favor hey. with most people. Well, you know, well, if if you want, I'm sorry, David, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say, as far as the Star Trek picture. I'm not thrilled with the whole rebooting concept, but it taken in and of itself, I thought it was okay too. I hope Scott's not going to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I say Scott but then get I mad. Just Man of Steel a little bit too, and I really piss him off. But uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I did. You know, my, my take is, is like I love Star Trek. 
and and I'm not gonna and I and I can't watch reruns for the rest of my life. I mean, I, I've watched everything on Netflix and I've watched it again and again. As much as I love it, I, if you want to still be into Star Trek, I I gotta gotta I gotta take what I can get, man. I yeah I can't I can't always watch the reruns a hundred times and uh, and so mm. I I'm I'm happy to take anything that I can get, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I honestly don't feel like I'm settling. Uh, and it's not to say that these are perfect movies by any stretch of the imagination. I, I there's definitely faults in them that I can, you know, easily verbalize. But that said, I can still sit back and enjoy virtually every one of them. I have Absolutely. no problem with it. I agree. I agree. Even I, I guess the most heavily criticized one at this point in time of all the Trek movies is probably Nemesis. And even that, I, I have positives in that that I can sit down and enjoy it. I have, you know, it's like pizza. Even the worst pizza is better than no pizza at all, as far as. <laughs> and I've had some bad pizza, but. Yeah, one of, one of my buddies that I work with uh, is also you know into the same stuff as we are, and uh, he, he the way he describes it, he's, he he tells me he says you're like a, a dog and I'm like a cat. He says as long as they make the movie you want, you roll over onto your back, you let them rub your belly, <laughs> and you're happy. He says I'm like a cat, no matter what they do, they could pet me, I'll purr while they're petting me, and as soon as they're done, I'll spit at them and hiss. <laughs> So I guess it's kind of, it's you know, I think it's a little unfair because I don't like everything. There are all movies I don't like. I didn't like The Counselor, for example. Uh, but, you know, what can I say? I liked Man of Steel. I liked uh, Into Darkness. Again, things I would have changed on both of them, but I still overall enjoyed the experience of seeing them. I have to tell you, with Man of Steel, the whole fuss about, I guess you could say spoilers now, right? Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, anybody whole, at this point no hasn't seen it. spoilers, though. No, the no. whole, the whole uh, General Zod thing that everyone's up in arms about. I, I'll tell you the truth. I really didn't have a that big a problem with it. I mean, they killed him in the comic books as well. If you watch the original picture, they probably killed him at the end of that. Yeah, uh, I I wasn't that upset about it. Move on. Yeah. Let I can move on. Yeah, no, that that wasn't my biggest criticism of the whole movie was uh, I really didn't like the way uh, Jonathan Kent was written yes. and acted. Yeah, they could have done a lot better with that. As far as Michael Shannon goes, I love him. I actually had him on a flight one time from um, L.A. to New York, and it was just after he had gotten, you know, the part for Zod, you know, being General Zod, and he was sitting in first class, and and I was working up there at that time, and I kind of just I I don't I'm not a starstruck type of person, I, but but I just walk up to him because I I like Boardwalk Empire a lot. And I and I and I walk up to him and I said, "You're General Zod." <laughs> and, and he looked at me and he just goes, "Yeah, yeah, that's right." As a matter of fact, I'm going I'm going to L.A. now to uh to look at the um to look at the script and get everything down there. And what a nice guy! I mean, he came in the galley and he talked for for like an hour to me. And and we were talking Superman and he actually signed a comic book that I had a Superman comic. He put Michael Shannon made it out to my son to Keldon and he wrote Zod underneath it. And, <laughs> and just a good, a good guy. By the end of the flight, he was calling me by my name and I know he drinks scotch. So on the rock. So if I ever have him on again, I'll, I'll, uh, I know what to give him, but he was a really nice guy. That's really I, nice. I love hearing stories like that. I really yeah, like so when, when these people who, you know, who, who wear, wear, basically creating their careers for them by enjoying their movies that they kind of give back to the fans, you know? Yeah, 
Actually, absolutely. And I could tell you stories about people that weren't nice, and they, they've ruined my take on them for forever. If, if I've been a fan of somebody and they haven't been nice in real life, I can never look at them the same way. But, I'm, uh, I'm going to leave that one yeah. open. Yeah. Maybe, maybe sometime in the future, <laughs> if you seriously want to, we'll sit down and we'll talk about this, and it'll be a, <laughs> be a very interesting show. He but was I'm, a great, he was, he was a, a really great guy, a stand-up guy. He was great. But I'm going to steer us back to Comic-Con absolutely. now. And and you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna use that segue of uh, talking about you know people who are making their living by doing stuff that we're you know that we're supporting and go to that. Did you guys have any interactions with any creators at the show? Um, as far as me, I only actually met with uh, one person. Uh, I listened to another po- podcast, and there's a fellow named Rob Kelly. Who wrote a book called "Hey Kids Comics"? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Mike uh, Mike Bailey did a show on that. That's him. Oops. I uh, I had spoken to him uh, on uh, Facebook and inquired if he was going to be there. And he was only going to be there Friday for about an hour or two. So after we met with you, that's where Teresa and I headed. We went over there. We bought the book. We shook hands. We met him. Uh, he autographed it. Great guy. I just started the book. So far, I highly recommend it. But he's the only creator that I met. And he also does that strip, uh, Ace Gilroy. Okay. Great guy, though. Okay, good to hear that. And and I know Mike is very high on the book, and I'm going to have to sit down and read that. That sounds great. I actually... Uh... I'm a big Walking Dead fan, uh, the TV show and the comic first, and so uh, Robert Kirkman was 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 uh, was really nice. And, uh, and as far as that's about the only person that I uh, that I sat down and uh, and met this year. Uh, years past, I've met Rick Remender, who I'm a big fan of uh, of him and his uh, his work on uh, Fear Agent and stuff like that. But uh, but they've all turned out to be very nice. I, I can't say anything bad about anybody that uh, that I've met. Either, which is good. Okay, well, I, I met a few more. Uh, let's see. I started out, the uh, first one I ran into this year was Jim Steranko. And I talked to him a little bit, and he was fine. But then someone came over and took a picture of him, and he started yelling at the guy. And uh, <laughs> apparently he's quite camera shy. It's uh, It happened more than once that uh, that I saw that somebody tried to take his picture, and he kind of made a big deal over it which I don't, I don't really get but you know whatever otherwise like when you come up to his table though and you talk to him he was actually very nice i, I think it has a lot to do with how you approach these guys you know and 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 just I'm, I've, I've always been very humble and and uh and say hey I, I like your stuff and i'm not the type of guy to go in there and say hey why did you do this or why did you do that i mean you know you're, you're you're doing what what I wish I could do, and uh, and you know, good for you. And uh, and I get a lot of enjoyment from what these guys do. And uh, I think it has to do with how you present yourself. I agree with you totally, and I think you have to present yourself in a in, you know at least in a semi respectful way. I mean, you could be friendly, and you don't have to be treating them like they're royalty, but you yeah. need to be somewhat respect respectful in how you do it. But uh, you know, on on point to that, somebody actually came up with one of his things, said, "Oh, I, you know, I love your work," and he started talking to him about uh. Uh, his run on Captain America, and then said, uh, you know, he, he handed the camera to somebody and said, oh, would you mind taking a picture of Ms. me and Mr. Steranko? And, and, you know, he, he said it nicely, but he still didn't let him take a picture. He says, oh, no, no, I only take pictures with beautiful women or something like that. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, you know. Uh, 
The next one I ran into was Jimmy Palmiotti, who I've talked to a few times in the past. Jimmy's a great guy. And uh, I basically busted his chops over the fact that he and Amanda Connor just recently got married. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm sure he's heard it many times, but I was, you know, joking around about how, how he had it made. You know, he was there with this beautiful, talented woman. And he, uh, he's, you know, gotten through life this far without ever being married and why would you ruin it and he was he was he was joking around about that and he, he handled it you know he was joking back and like i said i'm sure he's heard it many times uh he he was particularly uh gracious when i mentioned uh, that i really enjoyed his kickstarter book that i had bought and you know it was thanking me uh you know clearly uh that that he he really meant it that he was thanking me for supporting the project and and supporting the whole uh concept of kickstarter uh which you know you do pay a little bit more for the books and everything but it was you know it, it's kind of an interesting way to uh collect books certainly yeah it is especially if you can get a little scribble on there from them you know and uh, and you have uh you have something to remember it by sure well let's uh, i didn't even have to bring it to have him do that because he mailed them out you know it's it's pre- it's autographed when it gets mailed out oh, uh and in fact uh there was a second sheet with it and he actually you know he, he the book was autographed by him and then the kind of a, like a cover mailing sheet and then at the bottom of it it said it actually he actually wrote you know thanks paul jimmy palmiotti which you know nice. that's kind of nice i think you know the, he he really knows how to treat the fans with respect you know you, you i talk about showing respect to them but he shows respect back to the fans which is a nice thing uh and i and i think you know uh, he he does uh, a podcast uh called listen to jimmy that you know he basically gets interviewed on and i, I know one time he uh, he actually posed the question of uh would you stop list would you stop buying books from somebody who you thought was kind of an a-hole and i said you know i, I actually you know i emailed him and i said you know I, you, you asked that question and not only is that the case but the opposite is the case too i said you know uh, you know, you, you have to put out quality, and, and you do, but because of the way you, you present yourself, I've actually sought out some of your work, and he, you know, he appreciated that also. Uh, next guy I ran into, actually, I don't know the name of the next guy. Uh, the, there was a table, it was Andy Landing's table, and I think Andy is mo- mostly known as a, as a writer, you know, uh, with uh, Dan Abnett, uh, but he's, you know, he's a pretty... He's a pretty uh, good artist as well. And I started looking through some of the work, and the guy behind the, the table had an English accent, and he was actually doing a sketch while I was there, so I just assumed it was Andy Landing, and it turned out it wasn't. Uh, and then he, you know, he, he was open about it. He came around and he says, oh, no, I'm, I'm Andy's friend. I'm just using the, sitting at the table while he's uh, not here. But a real nice guy. I don't even know what his name was. Uh, so uh, Jose Garcia Lopez for a moment. He was very gracious. That's great to a lot of people uh, people were coming up just you know out of nowhere just people coming over saying oh i love your work and he was trying to like say hello and be nice to everybody uh george perez was mobbed as usual oh yeah is he not going to do appearances anymore i thought i had heard something like that oh i don't know i hadn't heard that uh i could be mistaken i, I, I know i heard uh, that somewhere while i was there somebody was talking to him about the fact uh, they you know he's so i think he's i think I know it was Queens, but I think that he said he's from Forest Hills. That's right in my neck of the woods. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a few gardens. So. I, I think I think I'm pretty sure the guy said, "Oh, is it true you're from Forest Hills?" And he was like, "Oh, absolutely, that's where I come from." And uh, I mean, he's and then he's, you, he's got. A then good you said, show. "Do you know Peter Parker?" 
<laughs> I know. I said, do you know Dario Gonzalez? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Hey, Jerry Springer's from this neck of the woods too. So hey, we've got all this. We've got all this. Uh, you know, between between the three of us and you know our, our New York backgrounds, I'm sure there's plenty of plenty of celebrities that come from. Uh, all around. I mean, when I was growing up, uh, not certainly not one of the biggest stars in the world, but uh, I lived right around the corner from uh, Andrew Dice Clay when I was growing up. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, hey, that's great, man. The yeah. Dice. Yeah, you know, like he's, I say, he's he's not, not, what's that? Uh, I, I think he's uh, he's going to be back on TV. I think he's like Arsenio Hall is is getting another TV show, and I think Andrew Dice Clay is going to be his first guest. And he was his first guest when he started the show back in the eighties. Mm. So, uh, so hey, I hope he's doing good. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen anything with him for a long time now. But uh, you know, yeah. good luck to him. Absolutely. Uh, who else did I run into? I ran into Rich Buckler. I talked to him for a few minutes. He's been he joined Facebook in in the last year, and he posts uh, his artwork all the time, which is kind of cool. I, I, I was talking to him about that a little bit. Uh, Billy Tucci, I bought a uh, sketch from. Billy's a great guy. Uh, he he's another one of these guys that you go to, you know, you go by the table. He he couldn't be more welcoming to the to the fans that come over and talk to him. Uh, I had a good long conversation with uh, Chris Claremont. Uh, oh really? About the Wolverine movie. Uh, and basically, you know, like everything, you know, he he's kind of been uh, swept under the carpet on the movie. In fact, uh, I didn't even realize, I, I told him when we were talking about it, I said, you know, I didn't specifically look in the credits. I said, at some point, they at least had a thank you to you in there. And he was like, nope, not even a thank you. Jeez. You know, and I think we wow. talked about the whole aspect of, you know, uh, you know, basically, I mean, he didn't create the character of Wolverine, but he certainly uh, was instrumental in, in developing it to the uh, point and, and wrote the miniseries that, to a great extent, this movie was based on, and he, and he didn't even get you know a thank you or credit or anything. And you know, ultimately, he shrugged his shoulders and says, you know, we all knew what we were doing when we got into the business, but you know, it just does, doesn't seem quite right. Probably the best philosophy to have, you know, something like that. Yeah, uh, but it, and, I, and I think that most of these these creators and artists that that go to these cons, I think that. That it, it's the ni- I like to think it's the nice ones that go because if you're going to put yourself out there, you know you have to be in my in my book you have to be kind of a nice guy. Hopefully, there everyone that I've ever spoken to has always been nice. If if you're kind of a jerk, I would think that you wouldn't go out there and and, and do something like that. You know, mm. uh, yeah, to a, to a large extent, I agree with you. I, most and, of, most of the most ones of that I've spoken to, oh. you know, most most of these guys, you know, you, you just like like. Chris Claremont, I, I walked up and uh, I just said, you know, put out my hand and I said, I just want to tell you, I really enjoy your, you know, your work. And he saw that I had a press badge on, so he says, you know, what outfit are you with? And I told him, and he said, oh, okay, that's good. And then, you know, we just started talking about the movie, and I mentioned that we did a Wolverine uh, retrospective when the movie came out, and then we reviewed his his series, and he was like, oh, you know, what did you guys think about it? And I basically told him that, you know, we all look at it as a classic at this point, and. You know, he made some sort of a wise comment about you know, if it's classic, that that kind of says something about how old he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also, I guess, the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head that I spoke to a little bit was Rob Liefeld, and uh, I, it was another thing where I just went over. I, I, I just, actually, I was when I was talking to Andy Landing's friend, Rob's 
table was right next to it. So he came walking up like while I was talking to him. So I saw him and I just put out my hand and I said, you know, I, I like a lot of your work. Uh, I couldn't tell. I couldn't say I like all of it. Uh, that, yeah. that would that wouldn't be true. But he, you know, he, was, he said, "Oh, thank you very much." And I talked to him for like two minutes, and that was it. But I, I have I have got more, more of his comics in a, in long boxes stored away that I bought back in the day. Boy, I remember. Those I are the ones that are paying well. for your son's college education. One yeah, day? yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> God love him. I'll, I'll probably wind up selling those by the pound. I think I have so many of them. Uh, <laughs> Fan insulation. Yeah, I, yeah, pretty much. I gotta say, for me, uh, Artist Alley is is probably my favorite place to be at the con. Uh, first of all, it's not as crowded as the rest of the uh, as the rest of the show. Uh, the actual you know sales floor is mobbed, uh, but also you know seeing especially the older creators. You know the guys who are currently working. You know, God bless them and all. You know, but but the ones I'm looking for are the guys who I was a fan of growing up. That's why why seeing somebody like Rich Buckler or Chris Claremont or Jose Garcia Lopez, guys like that, uh, those are the guys who I really enjoy getting a chance to talk to a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think they appreciate it too. You know, I mean, it's 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 always nice to uh, to be recognized and uh, and uh, and be recognized once in a while. Everyone needs it. So yeah, and we've talked in the past on the show about how you know to us guys like say like, like a Neil Adams is you know he's comic book royalty to us, but you know he if he goes down the block to a, a Papaya King they might you know they don't know who he is and they don't care. You know it's it's yeah. you know, that that royalty ends pretty quickly after they get out the door. Which just speaking of Neil Adams for a moment, did you see the story recently in the paper about him? No. No, he, he he was in Manhattan. I think it might have been for the New York Comic Con, but I'm not 100% sure if it was. But he was in, in Manhattan, and he took a cab, and he had some sort of portfolio with him. And he, I guess, left it on the, in the cab. And he was offering a reward for, you know, if anybody could get help him get the, uh, get the portfolio back. Uh, and in an effort to do so, he actually sat and drew a picture of the cabbie. <laughs> Which I just find fascinating because, in you know, I've taken a cab a fair number of times in my life, but I don't know that I would ever be able to even describe to you what did, the cab driver looked like. Did he draw a picture of, like, the back of his head? Or... No, I mean, he drew a pretty detailed picture, yeah. you know, in the Neil Adams style. Uh, and and I'm, I'm guessing it probably really looked like the guy. Uh, and yet, you know, like I said, I, I just think it shows you how these guys, uh, how their minds work, that, that he's... You know, part of his artistic ability is that he's probably taking note of everything around him all the time, and that's why he was able to have a clear enough vision of what this guy looked like to draw his picture when he got out of the cab. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I really found that, like, that's the aspect of the story that I found to be amazing, is just that, you know, the, the amount of perception that somebody like him has to have. He's the ideal witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You put him, put him uh, you know, you give, give him a... Uh, a lineup and you know you're pretty confident he's gonna pick out the right guy <laughs> so did you did uh do you guys spend any time in artist alley other than uh i know david you know we, we that's where you and i got to meet up for a few minutes we walked through and uh we were debating buying something but you know uh we frankly we couldn't agree <laughs> and you know the 11 year old you know she gets a vote so mm -hmm. Frankly, we just, you know, we wandered around and we looked and we debated and back and forth. We used the bathroom. That's the spot to go because there was no wait whatsoever. 
<laughs> That's and, nice. Uh, and that was pretty much it with Artist Alley. Yeah. yeah we, we I'm not as familiar thing. with a lot of creators. So the floor was where we wanted thing. to go. Sorry. We go ahead. Through. Yeah, we walked through just like you said, Dave. And, uh, and, uh, I was uh, telling some of my uh, my friend like, oh, this guy is here and this guy's here, and then, uh, but at that point, we were spent. I mean, like I said, that floor just sucks the life out of you. Oh, it really does. Well, and the artist alley was was a, a ways away, and by the time we were there, all we could think about was just getting a beer somewhere <laughs> because we. But but uh, it's still it's still it's still neat to see, you know. It mm-hmm. really. I mean, I think they I think they do a, a pretty good job over there uh getting everything uh set up the way they do um i don't know if the if the name badges if the the badges had to have the chips in them i don't know how much time uh they really saved doing that realistically you know right yeah i don't know how much of a difference well i think one of the big points on that was that you had to uh swipe your badge coming in and going out and I think the whole point of that was, let's just say for argument's sake, the three of us went together. We all walk in. You two hand me your badges. I go outside. I get two more friends, and we come back in again. I would, I would think that might be a scam that people would run sometimes. And I think that was the whole point of these, these badges now, where you had to swipe them coming in and going out. And this way, you wouldn't be able to do that. But what do you think the point of registering it was? Uh, probably to get some demographics, maybe for advertising purposes, or to get more uh, exhibitors there next mm. year, or the right exhibitors, you know, whatever, whatever, the, whatever might so, fit that definition. On the walk back to the uh, to the train, we did see uh, people that were selling their badges to people <laughs> to get in. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were getting twenty bucks a, a pop for for a badge, you know, for Saturday, and and uh, and we saw that. I wound up just giving mine to uh, my friend. I just gave ours to uh, to a couple of uh, kids that wanted to go in. I, I don't know if what you say, maybe they couldn't get in with them, but but the fact that people were selling it makes me wonder if uh, if you could get in with that badge. Well, I, I would think you could get in with it because they're not somehow checking you to make sure you're the person on there. But yeah. uh, you know, I. I like I said, I think they're, they're just trying to keep you from scamming and, and sure. having people already in there and then bringing in more people, you know? Yeah. I, that's that's the thought I had. I don't know if there's maybe more to it than that. Uh, I know with me, you know, because I got the press badge, they, they send you a whole thing telling you about how, you know, letting anybody else use it is strictly prohibited. And, you know, if you do that uh, and you get caught, that they're going to, you know, basically blacklist you from this point forward. So <laughs> I, I treat that thing like it's made of gold because... Uh, you know, if nothing else, um, you know, I'm, I like going on Thursday and at least to my knowledge, you can't buy a ticket for just Thursday. So having that badge with the four day pass lets me go on Thursday. And I like the fact that it's, you know, it was a little bit more crowded on Thursday this year than it was last year, but it's still much less than the other days. I would say there was maybe two thirds of the crowd there on Thursday as compared to Friday. And that makes it a lot better when you're walking through the showroom, the show floor. Yeah, I can imagine. We got there early, and we were among one of the probably first two or three hundred people in line. And for that first uh, hour and a half walking through there, man, it was heaven. And all of a sudden, you bend down to look at something, and you, you stand up, and the place is swamped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it is just a sea of humanity just walking by. 
Yeah, it I gets, posted my it, pictures on Facebook, and I took some. The at the press lounge, it's actually got windows overlooking the floor, and I took some pictures of the floor, and that was on Thursday, so it was less crowded, and you still see this swarm of humanity. It was something. It really was. But uh, but it's all part of the uh, it's all part of the excitement of it, you know. For uh, for the most part, until until you just you just can't you, until it just gets silly. Yeah. You know, well, now I'm, I was told that. In San Diego, what they've started doing is they've started putting like kiosks and different things outside of the uh, convention center to try and expand it even further because you can't, you know, you can't do any more within the convention center. So they're taking some outside, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start to do that in New York as well. It, uh, it'd be a good idea, you know, uh, to do something like that. But uh, but it's still enjoyable, you know. It it, it is and. And and uh, there's so much stuff to look at, and and uh, it's just it, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's it's definitely a fun experience. Oh yeah, we look forward to it every year. Now, did you guys have any specific goals on the show floor as far as things you were looking for? Um, I, you know, I made a very specific plan this year because last year we went we went for maybe two three hours. And, you know, Teresa was tired, so we didn't accomplish. So this year, you know, I explained, you know, we have a plan. I looked it up ahead of time. I knew exactly what we were going to do. My plan was, one, we were going to try and get another autograph this year. And plan number two was my uh, collecting is uh, Superman comics. And I've been building my collection back to the 60s I'm up to. So I was looking for Silver Age Superman. Needless to say... Nothing like a military operation. Nothing went according to plan. <laughs> you know, after we got the autograph from Rob Kelly, we hit the flu- We went down to uh, where the celebrities are, and we were debating. There's a guy. Uh, he was on Arrow last season. I think his name was John uh, Barryman, mm-hmm. and he was in Doctor Who. So Teresa watches Doctor Who. She knew who he was. We were going to try and get an autograph. We got down there. It was like the scene in Gone with the Wind, filled with people. <laughs> it was like, forget it. You know, I'm not waiting on this line. You can forget that. The, the so autograph we... thing is, is, is really interesting. I know Stallone was there on Sunday, and he was charging $445 for a picture. And if you wanted his autograph, that was... Three ninety five. That's crazy. And that's what he was at. Stan Lee, you could get his autograph for four hundred dollars. That that really is insane. And he also had a cologne this year. And, yes, uh, uh, yes. And it smelled like it smelled like old man and money. Well, that was uh, they, my my son when we were there on Thursday. My son got the you know like they have the those sticks with the you know like the samples. And and he rubbed it on he rubbed yeah. it on his like on his arm and then he was putting his arm up to like my daughter's like by my daughter's <laughs> nose and he says does this smell like old man to you? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then my daughter being the wise as she is said no it doesn't smell anything like that. Yeah, I mean, how do you, how, how do you take a guy seriously when when he's trying to to sell you? Hey, this this is Stanley Cologne. Oh, now I I met Stanley two years ago at a, well I I met Stanley back in 1977 but I also met Stanley two years ago my son and I went to Mike Carbo's comic show in Manhattan and they would you know he was there and they were selling or, or, or not autographs you could get a uh, photo op with him 
uh, for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Okay. And, and even at the time, I had to kind of weigh it and say, I don't know, fifty bucks is a lot of money to take a picture with the guy. But I said, you know what? He's 89 years old. Who knows how long he's going to be around? And a couple of years from now, I'm going to regret that I didn't do it. So my son and I went and took a picture of him with, with him for 50 bucks. Uh, but you got a bargain. $400 is just insanity. $400. You could get Shatner. William Shatner was 75 bucks. Yeah, that was on Sunday as well, right? Yeah. Because uh, I would have done Shatner. I would have, for 75 bucks, I would have done a picture with William Shatner. You could have got William Shatner. Uh, David Duchovny. Uh, Duchovny was 95 and Gillian Anderson was 75, but you can get both of them for uh, 220 if you wanted to do that. Mm. Uh, well, this, you know what? I can I can take this chance to uh, actually change the subject for just a second because I didn't go on Sunday and get a picture with William Shatner because I was doing my cancer walk, and I could say thank you to both of you on the air right now for donating to my cancer walk, and I appreciated it very very much, and everybody. Uh, from the two true freaks family who donated to me, I really, you know, it, I, I really felt it inside the, uh, you know, the, the the family relationship that we all kind of share now. Well, you know, listening to you guys for as long as as I have now, it seems it seems like I like I like I know you, you know, and uh, and uh, if I hadn't been working on Sunday, I I, pro- I definitely would have been happy to have joined you. You know, we lost a friend to cancer. Uh, last year as well, so uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that uh, that you're doing there, and it helps a lot of people. So, so uh, hats off to you and yours. The, the I think that you guys I gave think, me is tremendous, though. I really appreciate it. Uh, I think next year, if we can, uh, we'll come out and walk with you. Great, love to have you. Uh, that would be terrific. So, so and next year I'll be pimping it again. So you'll all get to hear me do it again, and uh, this will be the last time I mention it until the 2014 walk, though. That's okay. Something like that it never gets old. That, uh, and and I don't think any of our fans, uh, of your fans, uh, you know, they they want to hear it. So I, I think it's a uh, it's a good thing. You you've hit on one of my sensitive points. I don't think I have any fans. I think I have listeners and friends. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't think there's a such thing as fans of a podcaster. That's just my own personal take. Well, like, you hit the nose on the nail on the head when you said uh, two true freaks family. I, I think we all are. So, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 and that's the, that's the thing I, I really really enjoy about getting involved in this whole this this whole two true freaks thing is is I I feel like uh, I've, I've I've developed relationships with people who you know I never would have you know in the old way of doing things uh, you know. It, it's just a great thing. It really is, and I don't want to get all uh, sappy about it now. But back to the showroom floor. Uh, so what what else were you guys looking for? Anything in particular? Uh... Well, I, uh, I'm, I need three issues to complete my run of Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, really? Wow. I, and, of course, there I need two, four, and six. And they're, oh, like, oh, the wow. most expensive. Well, that- not more expensive than one. Well, no, not more expensive than one, which I bought back in the 80s at my local comic book shop when I was a kid. The owner was a real nice guy. And and if I remember correctly, this was maybe 83, he had it for uh, $600. And and I asked him, hey, man, could I come in and pay you 25 bucks a week? And he said, yeah, sure, go ahead. So I did that. I paid the guy 25 bucks a week every week religiously. Until until I got that, so uh, so, you know, so six months later you were the proud owner. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, it was nice, you know. It's uh, but 
two, four, and six. And I actually went to the Comic Con with some money to spend this time. I'd been saving. And but when it when it came down to it, you know, I just I just couldn't pull the gun. I I couldn't justify. You you, d- you did actually find the issues though. I did. Yeah, I found uh I, I found them, but I just I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I can't justify dropping you know what five hundred dollars on a comic book, and I I just can't. You know. Did uh, you find the prices to be reasonable or higher than you know they should be? I found the prices. At, at the com for for anything to be incredibly high that's in, what incredible. i thought i mean i i couldn't everything everything i wanted to buy it was just i couldn't justify it i mean uh, for the every it seemed like every every aisle was a guy selling samurai swords which kind of like freaked me out every aisle had a guy selling wooden swords and <laughs> and and you know i i wanted to get something for my son and, uh, and the I, samurai sword is probably yeah, the not the thing. A baklock or something like that, a Star Trek sword. Uh, you know, but but I did come across a guy that had these rubber dragons, and and they and they glow in the dark, and you wrap them around stuff. And I said, this is perfect. This is perfect. You know, I look at it, this is this cute. He'd like put it around his bed or whatever. So I asked the guy, hey, how much for the dragon? What's the damage on this? He goes, thirty dollars. And I wanted to take the dragon and beat him with it. I mean, I was absolutely. <laughs> this guy with a straight face tells me that this rubber toy that, that, that looks like something you'd buy at a dime store was thirty bucks. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, you hang on. I got to go get my wife." And, and <laughs> I, I never, I, I, I never. Everything was just. And, and I would look at something and, and look it up on eBay, and pretty much everything was available cheaper. So I know the spaces cost a lot of money, and. Uh, and you got to justify, uh, you know, you got to make up for what you pay for the space. But, but it's a shame because there's a lot of nice stuff there that I that I would have liked to have bought. But, but I just couldn't pull the trigger, you know. I really I think to... uh, I think thirty bucks was the going minimum rate for anything because I wound up spending thirty bucks for a double insulated cup that Teresa put together. I saw the cup. I did. Well, see... I'm the proud owner of a thirty dollar cup. If you'd like to. <laughs> I'll take a picture and we could post it on the website, maybe. I, 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 <laughs> maybe maybe you should maybe you should offer uh, to to pose with the cup for people yeah. and, for, and charge for that. Well, <laughs> I can charge you one hundred dollars to have my picture yeah, taken with the cup. Bucks to have the picture. Taken. You know, an interesting thing I did I did I don't know if you guys watched the. Um, I, I'm a big toy collector. I, I love to collect vintage like Star Wars toys and stuff. But the, if you ever watched the, the show, the Toy Hunter. Yep. With uh, with uh, it's on one of these uh, life real real life channels. It's a pretty interesting show. Uh, a guy's name is Jordan Hembra or something, and he goes around and and buys toys from everybody, and then he sells them at the cons, you know. And I and I did go to his to his stall, and I met him. He's a real nice guy, and I did I did buy something. I did buy a Star Wars uh, toy that I wanted to get. Uh, uh, from him, and I think I paid a little bit. We were, you know, dickering around with the price, and it was kind of interesting. But, uh, but I did buy uh, something from him. That was my uh, that was my my purchase uh, from the con this year. That and a Breaking Bad action figure of Walter Weiss that I thought was pretty cool, and a um, Death Star ice cube mold. So, <laughs> so uh, wasn't as bad as I thought I was going to be. But I couldn't pull the trigger on the comic books, which was a uh, which was a shame because I really thought I was going to get another one. Now, what, what Breaking Bad figure did you end up getting? It was the um, the Heisenberg figure. 
I saw it, and I and and he's dressed up with his little hat and his sunglasses, and he's got a bag of money. And so, I said, "This is this is great." I said, is, this is that a regular mass-produced thing, or? Uh... Uh, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, they had a couple of other ones. I, I paid for it in blue meth. So. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show that was, huh? Oh God, it was it was probably one of the the best the best non sci fi show I think that I can remember. And uh, and the fact that it ended on a good note, and uh, it only went five or six years, or five years, I think. And well, te- technically, it was six years, five seasons. Yeah, uh, but I thought the uh, fifth season being over two years kind of was bogus. It did. They, they they stretched it out as long as they could, but uh, but it was worth the wait. So. Uh, Apparently there was some sort of contractual thing to that. I think it was, uh, you know, if they went to a sixth season, then they had to pay a different amount of money to the actors and uh, you know, stuff like that. And that's why they they technically called it the second half of the fifth season. Yeah, it, uh, that and when I saw that, I, I I had to have it. So <laughs> I did buy I did buy that for twenty bucks, which was uh, which was the um, one of my expenses. And the and the ice cube mold was ten. And I found finally wound up getting my kid uh, not the plastic dragon, but I but I bought him a Tribble. Okay, I, I, I they had a uh, con locally here uh, back in July, and my daughter ended up walking out with a Tribble when it was all done. Yeah, well, Tribble's a good gift for anybody, you know. So he uh, he enjoys it. So, but uh, is, yeah, is it a Tribble that actually does the part? Actually, it, well, it doesn't. Yeah, it 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 doesn't multiply. But it does uh, it does vibrate when you smack it, kind of mm. hard. So it has to beat the hell out of it, and it starts moving around. And uh, drove my wife crazy because it was keeps it in his bed, and she heard it squeaking the other night. And she, there's a mouse in the house. There's a mouse. And I said, "What the hell are you talking about? We don't have any mice." He's going, "I hear it. Listen." And then, and I said, "That's a triple. What the hell is a triple? What 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 are you talking about? What are you talking about?" So three o'clock in the morning trying to explain to your wife what a triple is you know why don't we watch the episode honey just go to bed (laughs) will will your wife watch star trek uh yeah you know she 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 will watch uh if i have the next generation on or something she'll watch it Uh, we did watch Battlestar galactica together religiously uh but uh, she she, she's a sci-fi fan she is she is a side doesn't understand the whole comic book thing but uh but she is a she is a sci-fi fan and she will watch all that with me which is kind of nice yeah it's nice when you can get them to actually you know want to kind of see what you enjoy and try and experience it themselves uh but it doesn't always work that way yeah would not have understood a 500 hundred dollar comic book in no way <laughs> but wouldn't have understood but would she have given you a hard time about it or would she have been like i don't get it but go ahead and you know I'd, if it I'd means sleep- that much I'd to you i'd probably be sleeping with the boy the tribble and the breaking bad and <laughs> uh, i done that <laughs> oh you know what as long as you're not heading for divorce court you know there's, <laughs> yeah, there's well, something to be said for it <laughs> the last last time i bought a comic book for my collection uh I, I made the mistake of putting it on the credit card, and 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 she saw the uh, the charge, and and uh, ah, <laughs> wasn't pretty. Mm. It wasn't pretty, but. Uh, well, I seem to remember last year you bought a lightsaber. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. You know that was my purchase last year. I bought a uh, a um, a real. Well, it's not a real lightsaber, but it's a it's a thing to do. Actually, sliced somebody's arm off. Yeah, I tried to. I mounted it on the wall. And she 
came home one day and she said, no, I draw the line there. It's not, it's not going to be on the wall. You can, you can keep it behind the bar if you want, but it's not going to be on the wall. So a small price to pay. Yeah. No, that's behind the bar is good enough. Yeah. That's where it's at. So, so, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Poor thing. <laughs> but, uh, what color? Yeah. What, what color saber did you go for? It is a blue saber. Uh, it's it's really smart. I got to tell you, it, uh, it 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 talks to you. You can set the settings and everything. I take it every year with the kid when I go trick or treating with him. I, I wander around with it, which uh, which is neat. It's a real conversation piece to anyone that cares, which most people don't. <laughs> well, I, do, I do have the costume for my dog that I can put the uh, Yoda ears and and uh, and robe on him. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> that would be good. So he's he's gone out. He's he's gone in in costume when, when I've gone trick or treating with the kids, which I'm no longer allowed to do. Yeah. Well, he's four. I can still get away with yes. it. No, you, you you have about you have probably in about six more years. Once he's ten, I think you're out. That's it, huh? Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, you know, then, then they want to go with their friends, and the, at that point, depending on how many friends they, that they go with, you might be able to kind of follow behind discreetly in the car. With my lightsaber? With your lightsaber, <laughs> if, if you want. But you can't actually like accompany them to the houses that they're uh, ringing the bells on. I can see him now. Is that your dad? Is he some type of Jedi? Not my old man. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> well, I mean, I've hit the point now with my daughter where I, I affirmatively try to embarrass her in front of her friends by, <laughs> by, by being lame and using you know current expressions in the lamest way possible. Oh, I can't wait. It, it doesn't work. It's not quite as effective with a boy. They don't, they don't get as quite as worked up about it. But with a girl, oh, man. I, when we, we were at, at Comic-Con, I mentioned something about the swag bag. And since then, she's very upset with me for ever using the word swag. Never again. Apparently. And, and I, I didn't even know it was, that it was a forbidden phrase. Uh, but now I use it constantly because it upsets her so much. It sounds like fun. Oh, it is. It is. When, when, uh, when she's got her girlfriends here and I turn to her and I say, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, she just <laughs> loves it. <laughs> Throw out a twerking reference. That, gets you. that might be good, yeah. I'm going to have to keep that one in mind. But, yeah, it's uh, it, like, uh, getting back to the, to the prices. Yeah, everything is, is horribly overpriced, I, I think. Uh, and, you know, my, my time on the showroom floor, when, most of it is just kind of walking around, taking it all in, uh, just checking out, you know, the different exhibits that they have and, and different things that are on display, especially like the really old books. When, when you go to one of the, uh, you know, one, one of the tables where they, where they have issues like the type that you were looking for and they have them up on the, uh, you know, the, 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 it's not really a wall, but whatever you want to call it, but they have them hanging up and I'm just checking out some of the old issues. But the only stores that I look, or the only areas that I look to buy anything is the ones where I feel like I'm particularly getting a bargain. That's what I was going to ask you. I went to digital about, maybe it's going to be almost two years now or a year and a half. Uh, so when you were looking for you, were there bargains to be had? Well, uh, this, this, you know, this stands where, you know, it'll say trades 50% off. And then, uh, you know, I told the kids, you know, go, go ahead, look through, see if you, if you like anything, cause I'll buy you whatever I want, whatever you want there. Uh, 
they, they were definitely quarter bins and 50 cent bins, but I, I really didn't have the time with when I was with my kids to uh, go through them. And then the next day when I was there with my buddy, uh, like I said, I spent most of the day in Artist Alley just because the floor was so crowded. So I really didn't go through the cheap bins that much, but they were there. Yeah, I find it difficult to, uh, with the amount of people, to really relax and look through those things because you got a guy behind you huffing down your back and and he's got a pile thrown on top of the table and and you're trying to work around him and and uh and uh, it's it's just tough you know i mean I, I used to love to look through those bins and i still would love to but just the amount of people and the mass of people and it just it was just crazy i mean it's I like you know. get to you get to the point where the heck with this i'll go online and i'll get it yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have ever been before the um the the uh, the New York Comic Con went really big. There was a Comic Con that used to be uh, at the Hotel Pennsylvania, right across from Penn Station. It was the Big Apple. I don't mm-hmm. know if that ever. That was a. Uh, it, if it's there, it, it's very rare that it comes around now. Or but that was a fun little a fun little con, a little gathering that you could go and you could you could. It wasn't very crowded, and they had plenty of of uh has been wrestlers and yeah and porn models that you could <laughs> well that's I, be, I believe that's the show that's now mike carbo's comic show yeah i've seen the website for it i don't know where it where it's at anymore or uh, uh, it was when i went that's where i went for the stan lee one two years ago and it was at pennsylvania okay yeah that, right, that right was, across from madison square garden that's a fun that's a fun day too I, I always enjoy those when I when I'm lucky enough to to stumble upon it coming into town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to go there because it, it's kind of a you know if if you want to buy your back issues and if you want to browse around a little more and the prices are a little bit better that's a that was a place to go. Not that I don't enjoy the uh, the big con because I really do. I mean I really look forward to it every year. But uh, but I, I look forward to that too when I can when I can find it. it's a little bit uh, a little more breathing room. Well, next year, if if you're in, you know, if you're in town and not uh, working, uh, I would recommend that you come uh, to the Eternal Con over over here. Uh, I remember which... you you had it you had it posted and uh, and I did get a trip that day. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it out there, but it is something I definitely will uh, am going to check out. Yeah, it's right, you know, in the cradle of aviation, which is you know basically it's uh, about three three or four blocks from the Nassau Coliseum. So it's, for, for you, it's a short trip, or even it you is. know even for you. David, it's not that long, uh, and the parking is free. It's not like going into Manhattan. Uh, and and it was just one day this past year, but I understand next year it's going to be two days, so it should be a little bit expanded, which will be cool. Make sure I'm you de- again, so that we can uh, get together. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to that one. I tell you, I'd rather drive all the way out to Suffolk County than <laughs> drive into Manhattan. To be honest with you. Yeah, well, I did, I I drove in on Thursday because. Uh, it was me, my two kids, and my buddy and his daughter. So there were five of us, and to pay for the Long Island Railroad for five people, it's actually, I, I, it's almost impossible to say this, but it's cheaper to, to park and uh, and pay for tolls, which yeah. is crazy. But uh, on on the Friday when I went, it was just me traveling by myself, so I took the Long Island Railroad that day. I'm lucky enough that I am three stops away from Penn Station in Kew Gardens, so. 
So it's a it's a cheap railroad trip for me to get out there, and I you can just walk right to the a ten minute walk right to the to the Jacob Javits Center. So actually, you know, now that you now that you mention that, what I should probably do is drive into Queens, park my car, and then just hop on the on the regular railroad instead of taking the Long Island Long Island Railroad. I could probably save myself about ten, 10 or twenty bucks by doing that. Absolutely, we're already planning next year. How about that? Yeah. So it's, we, we made a whole trip out of it. We, uh, my office is right by the uh, ferry terminal in St. George, Staten Island. So I drove to work, parked in my spot. We took the ferry over and then the subway and had a nice stroll through Manhattan. Yeah. It was, it was a beautiful day. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was. Saturday it was. It was gorgeous. It was pretty nice on, on Thursday. Well, Thursday was a little overcast, if I remember right. And then Friday was nice. Yeah. Very nice. You know, you have to think when they built that Javits Center, there's no public transportation that goes right to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. They, they, should, they, should, they should have some sort of sub-basement that is actually a subway uh, station that you get, you get off at the Javits Center and walk right up into the building. Just for yeah. the Comic-Con. Kind, kind of like what you do at Penn Station and Madison Square Garden. There should be something like that. I mean, in years past, it has. Uh, we were talking uh, maybe three or four years ago when it went, it was cold. And we walked from Penn to that place, and we just about froze getting out there. But the it, last thing you want to do is bring a heavy jacket or yeah, anything, because exactly. once you get to the con itself, it's oppressively hot because of the all the people. Yeah, that, that's true. And I always try to avoid taking a jacket. But, but uh, man, we you get in there, and, and you are just baking, too. Just baking. And with all the people and the electric wheelchairs this year was something that I hadn't seen as much of as I as as I had uh, before. With the um, there weren't the wheelchairs; they were the um, the little scooters, the rascals. Yes, the rascals. <laughs> and and God love them. Maybe, maybe they needed them, but from where I looked at, half of the people it looked like they really <laughs> needed them. But they were plowing through, and it was it was dangerous. You know, it was really crazy. Well, I guess if I could get a hold of one of those. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be motoring through the con myself. Half of the people, you know, if you dress in like Jabba the Hutt, which half of the people <laughs> away with, maybe uh, that probably wouldn't have been a good deal. But uh, they were on a mission, boy. Did, like uh, the road warrior. Yeah. <laughs> did either of you guys hit any of the panels? I did not hit any of the panels. Uh, I, I, I've always wanted to do it, but I'm, I'm just kind of intimidated <laughs> by it. I, I, I don't really... I get so into looking at all of the rest of the stuff, and by the time I go to the panels, I find that, that most of them have been either sold out or there's no space. And, and then they, from what I understand, they don't clear the rooms uh, after each panel. So uh, so you can sit there all day long and uh, and, uh, and and catch the next show. Uh, did you guys catch any panels? I'd be interested to see. Uh, no, I, I didn't get to this year. I have in the past, but I didn't get to any of them this year. I, I did the same thing. I went down there. I looked at the crowd and said, you know what? I, I really can't deal with this. The the, the problem, like you're saying, the, the really the ones you'd like to go in, like if you want to go and sit in on the Walking Dead panel, there's such a, a, a backup of people that you have to get there hours before to uh, to, to go to it. Uh, and if it's one of the lesser panels, you know, it's very hit or miss as to whether it's something you actually want to hear. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, promoting things that I'm really not all that interested in sometimes, and it's just not worth my effort. I, I think the way you did it, Paul, was probably the way to do it. If you can go for two or three days, you know, spend one day in the uh, the showroom, 
the next day relax and go see the uh, the artist alley, and maybe uh, you know then go catch a couple of panels. It's it's just like it's like Disneyland. You almost can't do it all in in one day. Yeah. Well, my so my much. thought process on that was. What you know? I, I said I wasn't going to mention it again, but I had the cancel walk on Sunday. I had a barbecue at my house after the walk, so on Saturday, basically, I was prepping for the barbecue. That's why I didn't go on Saturday. Uh, but if I didn't have that consideration, I would have gone back on Saturday, and I probably would have planted my butt in one of the rooms and just sat there and watched panels all day. Yeah, that that'd be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, there was something, there was, there was one other thing I was going to try and bring us to, and I can't remember what it was now. Dang it. Oh, the, uh, cosplayers. That's what it was. What, what, what did you see that you thought was most impressive costume-wise this time around? You know, this year, I, I thought this year on, on Saturday, it wasn't as great as years that, that I've been before. I don't, I don't know what it was. Uh, I mean, there were some great costumes, but there was nobody that I really wanted to go over and take a picture with. Cause you know, I have like pictures from the last three years. How many pictures do you need of some guy dressed as the Joker? I mean, really? I mean, uh, I can't get enough. Yeah. You know, really. <laughs> there was a couple of guys dressed as, um, some Battlestar Galactica people from the old school show, which looked pretty cool, you know. Uh, I, I did see a, a couple of guys dressed as some SpongeBob superheroes that are on the cartoon that my that I watched, you know, with my boy. And I thought those guys were probably pretty original, but uh, I, I thought it was a little lacking this on Saturday at least. I don't know if you guys had a, a, a better uh, view of, of of some of the the people dressed up this year. I, I noticed there was a, a bumper crop of jo- jokers. Um, there was also some very impressive Zatannas and uh, <laughs> Wonder Women and uh, uh, I believe one or two Supergirls. But I mean, very impressive. I didn't take any pictures, to be honest. Uh, well, I you... felt a little embarrassed. Oh, my daughter wants to take a picture with you. Well, I, have, I have my kids totally trained that... Uh... We see somebody in a costume, they go right up to him and take a picture. Oh, we had a, there was one when we were waiting on the 45 minute line for the pretzel. (laughs) This guy comes over, you know, as a zombie and he goes up behind Teresa and he's like, she turned around and she gave this guy a look as if, what is there something wrong with you? What's wrong with you at your age dressed in this outfit? What what I did do this year was there was a guy dressed as Thor, and this guy was he really he was, he looked great. He was a, he looked really good. I mean, he looked like a perfect Thor, and everyone was asking to take the picture with with this guy. So I turned to my buddy and I said, "Here." So I walked up to Thor and I gave him my camera and I said, "Hey, Thor, would you take a picture of my friend and I?" And so <laughs> and, and he kind of looked at me like, uh, "Okay, okay." So I went and put my arm around my buddy and. And he took a picture, and I kind of said that I took my camera. Said thanks, Thor, and I walked away. And, and and you could tell that no one had ever done this to, to this guy before in his life, and he was practically mortified. You know, he, uh, <laughs> so that was the only the only uh, the only picture that we took was one taken by Thor uh, of us. You know, that's pretty room. interesting. Uh, yeah, thought I'd throw him for a loop. Now you you saw a plethora of jokers. I seem to find a plethora of Deadpool's. In particular, that was the costume I saw the most of. 
Uh, I, we saw a really good Batman and Superman, and I think they kind of knew that they looked really good because they seemed very pumped up about it. Uh, there was a cool uh, Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man. I thought they were really good. There was this guy, he had to be 65 years old dressed as Robin, which was just kind of surreal. Those are my favorite. I, I, I like to go on the opposite end of the spectrum and try and in the past take pictures with the worst dressed people that I've ever seen. The fat Batman. Yes, fat, yes. Fat Wolverine, fat Spider-Man. At Eternal Con, I, my kids took a picture with fat Thor. It's perfect. Yeah, those are the ones I like to take because I, I, I feel sorry for you know for those guys. So I, I try and pick the worst ones to, there, to take a picture of. There was a guy, a really good costume. He, he was, and you know, he was kind of... He, he wasn't like pumped like a weightlifter, but he was pumped enough that he could wear the tight costume and still look decent wearing it. And he had the uh, basically the '66 Batman costume. That would be cool. And that was pretty cool. And then he had like a thing, uh, like cut out with the jagged edges that said "Pow" on it. That that <laughs> like when he would like go to throw a punch and have that on his hand. It was kind of cool. That would be we, a great costume. We saw a poison ivy. The costume was great. But she had to be 65 years old, the woman that was wearing it. I mean, like, what are you doing? Cover that up. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they probably live for that day. So uh, more power to them. Uh, my friend that I've always wanted to dress up, but we uh, we can just never, ne- never, uh, never get ourselves to do it. He blames it on me. He's like, uh, I've given you the address of the people that make the costumes. But, but, <laughs> but no, I, I, haven't, I haven't pulled that trigger yet. Yeah, I, I love the guys in costumes, and I love to take pictures of them, and you know, I I tip my hat to them, but I'm never going to be one of them. Maybe when I'm 65, I'll decide to dress up like a like a, the Joker or something. But yeah, like uh, I have I have nothing to lose at this point. Now I'm going to dress <laughs> up. For now, I'll just I'll just uh, I'll be like you know Diane Fossey and just watch, <laughs> just just observe and take notes. That's about it. Uh, I think we're at the point of uh, any final thoughts you guys had about the show. Like what you know, what uh, what what's, oh, what's, what's your final takeaway from it? I Me, mean, I thought it was great. It was crowded. I did make one additional purchase. I forgot to mention. I finally got myself a replica of the shoulder patch from the City of Metropolis Police Department. Nice. Oh, that's very cool. From the original Superman movie that looks just like the NYPD, except. The words are different. Um, I had a great time. My daughter enjoyed it. I w- I'm definitely going to go again. I just uh, would hope the crowd would thin out, but I don't think that's no, going to happen. That's that's not even. Uh, I, I don't think that's an option at all. I think it's a matter of we deal with the crowd and uh, and and ultimately, it's a small sacrifice to make because the show is just fun. Yeah, Absolutely. fun is the uh, is the right word to put it. It's become it's become a ritual that that I look forward to every every year. Um, and every year I say I'm not going to go on a Saturday, but every year we seem to do to do that uh, that same thing all the time. And uh, and I just I just have a great time, and I recommend uh, anybody that that's thinking about going. You know, even if you have a little bit of interest in comics or toys or just or just comic culture in general, which I think is a good, which is a good, uh, a good term to use. You know, it, there's something there for everybody that, uh, that, that you will have a good time. But like I said, just, just, uh, plan it out and, uh, don't be in a hurry and, uh, and enjoy it. And 
take a lot of money because you're going to be going to blow. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right on the in your use of the term comic culture. I think the San Diego Con is a pop culture con more than comics. And I think the New York Con is still more comic-centric. I mean, there are other things there, but I still think the focus is comics. Yeah, and uh, and I can't wait to take uh, to take my to take my son when he's old enough. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take anybody his age there now, to be honest with you. I think it's a little much for. I see people there with toddlers and then babies carrying them. I think that's a little bit too much. I think maybe seven. Seven or eight is a great time to to maybe take your to take your your kid if that's what he's into and even if he's not I mean they've got Legos there they've got everything that that, that a kid would would love to see and uh, and it's it, I can see that that it's just fun watching it through the eyes of a uh, of a kid or a forty two year old man that that still thinks like a kid you know <laughs> well I I, and I think I think you you're right as far as the age goes I think you know seven eight years old. Uh, depending on his level of maturity and his and his level of interest in that type of thing, uh, it may be fine. A four-year-old, he might get excited for a little while, but he's going to get tired. He's going to get bored with, you know, some of the looking around and all of that. Uh, so it, I think it ultimately would take away from your ability to enjoy the show as much. Yeah. And and you want to enjoy it, and you want to enjoy looking at it through his eyes. Absolutely, and I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks section of www.forumforgeeks.com. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com and is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Back to the Bins is a proud member of both the League of Comic Book Podcasts, which you may find at comicbooknoise.com league, and also the Comics Podcast Network, which you may find at comicspodcasts.com. Take a moment to stop by their respective sites and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.